to the After the Fact Podcast with your hosts, Luke Matthews. Better than losing my save, damn it. <laughs> somebody has to lose a finger, that's just what has to happen. Christina Peck. I tried them all, actually, oh. and I sucked equally with each one of them. Patrick Manning. Did Dr. Robotnik touch you in an inappropriate place? And Mike Dupatrillo. You can watch your Tamagotchi take a pixelated dump on your Dreamcast controller. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of the After the Fact podcast. I'm here with my co-hosts, Pat Manning. Hi. Micatron. Yo! Christina Peck. Hi. And I'm Luke Matthews. I'll go ahead and do it. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing all right. I am allergic to everything. <laughs> I'm nice. fine. Cool. So today, uh, eventually, we're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Yay! Uh, yeah. I know everybody's playing something right now, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, well, except for me, I'm playing a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that, kind of all over the place. Um, Pat, what are you playing right now? Uh, well, I just finished Mass Effect Two, and I'm trying to finish Assassin's Creed Two because it's the year of the sequel. Um, and then, uh, but that's going to be cut short by uh, Supreme Commander Two, which comes out on March second. And so that'll just be. I like. You've never even played it, man. Supreme, I played Supreme Commander. You games. did. I have not played Supreme Commander Two. I've played Supreme Commander, and it bored the living shit out of me. Really? So, yeah, oh, that's too bad. I don't like RTSs in I, general, though. So I, I don't either. But that one, for some reason, is since it is so complicated and so uh, convoluted, I I have to like it. So anyway, sure, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. But <laughs> that is Microtron logic. Yeah. I like the game because it's exceptionally hard. Yeah. yeah. So, what are you playing, Microtron? Me, I actually did not play video games this week. What? Not even WoW. Once, I think. Okay. Okay. So yeah. at least a little. I mean, like it's there. You I know, mean, it's not like really being a in a proximity to a computer that has WoW. You know, you've, it's just like being tainted, <laughs> yeah. even if it's not on. Is there any particular reason why you didn't play video games? I'm busy. Just busy. I'm busy. You know, I'm cool. Look at you. I know you said flexing. Yeah, I know you said sweet. you um, you had an art show coming up, right? Yeah. You want to pimp it? Go ahead. Do I want to pimp my art show in this? Let's see. Uh, the five people that actually listen to the show might actually want to come see your artwork. Yeah. Oh, don't uh, so us, it's going to be <laughs> at a place called the Lux Collective on March 4th, which is the first Thursday. Um. It, starts around like seven it's with the art walk so it's along alaskan way uh if you guys know where that is um there's in a bunch seattle, of in right? seattle oh, in seattle go. washington <laughs> which is also on earth it's the blue planet <laughs> in case you know take the wrong turn the blue planet yeah it's a, uh, that's a good it's a good ge- geological reference <laughs> and um, with that christina yeah i'm actually playing heavy rain right now which is a lot of fun but quick time events. it's really it's really hard to talk about yeah if people have asked me they're like uh, is it a good game and the only response that i can come up to is is have you ever played a game and had a quick time event and you're like oh my god i love this in fact i wish there was a game that was comprised solely of quick time events that would be the greatest game ever if so then heavy rain is definitely for you and if not then play god of war or something wait isn't that house trap on the second cd that oh. would be night trap oh night trap yeah, yeah, yeah. or play shenmue and 
play QT Battle over and over and over again. <laughs> get told that you suck. Love that game. Over and over. Play the you last. Suck. Last what forty-five seconds. <laughs> play the last forty-five seconds of uh, Uncharted over and over and over again. Okay. I, I mean, speaking of that, like if I could have a job just driving a forklift, if it was as fun as you know it was in that game, which so everybody hated it, but I loved it. What's the game all about? Uh, heavy rain. Um, heavy rain. Okay, so you start out the game. Disclaimer. <laughs> For your listening pleasure, <laughs> we have edited out all spoilers from this podcast. <laughs> so you start the game out, and so you play this guy whose name is... Uh you do really boring stuff. Like, you go and... Swords? Yeah, there's like kids' swords. little plastic swords. the point of the game like what are you are you trying to solve a mystery or something like that yeah like there's the uh that sounds way more fun but and so you're going through and and uh it's basically just trying to unravel this mystery and there's four different characters you can play as so oh, what are they uh we can play as They're huge, giant spoilers. Like, it would be absurd. Well, You can't even tell anyone where you are in the game. It's like, how far are you into it? And you're like, uh, where, how far are you? And then it's just this awkward conversation where you're both trying to not spoil the game for the other person. Well, to make it less awkward for the listeners, why don't we just move on then? The one thing that I wanted to talk about, I, I'm not playing anything new. I am playing, you know, I've been playing through Sonic for the last week and doing just about, like, that's been pretty much occupying my time. But um, as a birthday present last week, I managed to get a hold of a, one of the Super Famicom Classic controllers for the Wii. So lucky. It is, I put, I'm going to put up a review on the website as well, but I wanted to talk about it here because it is the coolest peripheral for the Wii that exists, hands down. Better even than the balance board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> Pat's head's about to, about to explode over here. So, um, But uh, it's it's hard to get. Uh, the only place you can get it right now is like eBay, I think. Because it, it was a uh, Club Nintendo exclusive that was only released in Japan like two and a half years ago. Uh, that for some reason we still haven't gotten one here, even though we should. Dude, uh, I got a hat. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, and other people got a, a punch out level. Woo! Um, but uh, if if you play classic games on a regular basis at all on the Wii, if you play Virtual Console, buy it. It is fifty bucks or so on eBay, depending on where you get it, and it is money well spent. Um, it's a little, you know, it's very classic feeling. So it's got, it's a little squishier than the classic controller. Um, buttons aren't quite as clicky, which is actually a really good thing for the older games because the classic controller can tend to be a little too sensitive. I know Micatron talked about that when uh, when we were talking about F-Zero. Yeah, like I was the, making that comment that the Super Nintendo controller is actually a little bit better to play F-Zero with because the classic controller is on the Wii is too sensitive. Yeah. And this one is not. It's it's perfect. Like, because those games were designed for that 
kind of controller. They were exactly. designed for the comparative squishiness. So um, when you go back and you actually, I picked it up and I started playing. I actually, the first thing I played on it was was F Zero, and I messed around on that and, and Link a little bit, and um, it, it was just like so familiar. It just fell right back into like playing the old game, and it was really spectacular. Um, and and on that subject, I kind of wanted to touch on everybody, like what throughout history of the history of video games what are you guys favorite controller designs like both let's let's split it into two parts for classic games and for modern games like which ones do you think are the best that have come out so far um well my favorite just for uh because it's so bad was the jaguar controller which had a calculator built into it (laughs) (laughs) and it was humongous like everybody complains about the original xbox controller which was giant yeah but the Jaguar controller takes the cake because it, it was not only was it giant, but it had like a trillion buttons on it. <laughs> and that's what makes it your favorite, not no, your no, least favorite. <laughs> no, it's it's my favorite, like as in as in like, I can't believe they actually made this and expected people to actually use it. But as far as actual like general use, I really like the PS3 controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I originally hated it um, just because of the, the L and R2 uh, buttons were kind of squishy. and I didn't like... It took me a while to get used to it because it felt like the controller was like slipping out of my hand. Mm-hmm. But I played enough Warhawk where uh, it just felt natural to you know use that for uh, you know analog purposes and and whatnot. Like it, it makes a really good gas pedal. It makes a really good. Um, I'm kind of know. on the same boat for modern controllers for games for modern games. Like the the PS3 controller is by far my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since it, like ever since the DualShock came out, that has been my favorite controller design for current games. Uh, it just fits right, fits my hands right. I like the fact that, and other people complain about this, but I actually like the fact that both analog sticks are at the same like level on the controller um, because I feel like that makes using it for like first person shooters and stuff easier it just makes the control feel right whereas the the offset analog sticks on like an Xbox controller don't they just there's something about it that doesn't feel right when I'm trying to do like a first person shooter it, um, I want them to be like in the same place on both hands but like Katamari yeah absolutely <laughs> anything with tank controls yeah so yeah I never I never play FPS on a console it's it's blasphemy hell yeah it's all, it's all it's all we're high-fiving here Listeners cannot see this, but we're high fiving <laughs> yeah. for mouse not keyboard playing forever. keyboard, keyboard and mouse forever. I can't do mad microscope. Oh, God. just try it. Come on. Well, I, I, no, I think it comes down to like where did you really start playing games? Yeah. So yeah. as a result, like if you were a PC gamer and you have been a PC game for a while, then mouse and keyboard feels natural. But mm-hmm. for me, I've played console games pretty much forever, and I've never really been a huge PC gamer. Trying to switch to mouse and keyboard to me is I, I can't do it. Well, I, well, first person shooters were. I mean, they, they started on a, on the PC, right? Sure. So I mean, they're so it's like it's like playing a platformer with a keyboard and mouse, and it doesn't work that way. I mean, Commander Keen worked that way a little bit, I and guess. Duke but, Nukem did, but and Duke Nukem, but it, it it's always better really with controller. Well. Yeah, I know you got a controller and you played with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like speaking of controllers that I like. Um, I like the original NES controller. I really do because. You I like, like the hand cramps. Uh, <laughs> no, it fits my hand just fine. I like I. It's it's a very close second to the Super Nintendo controller. I just like how the 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 control pad feels. Um, but the the particular thing that I like about the NES controller is the inset, the the concave buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
I like having that little cradle for it, and you can really you can beat it. The, the controller just feels solid. I don't like the really big controllers, like uh, like the Genesis controller. I don't like the Genesis Genesis controller. That's all. Uh, all right. The Navy Bean. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I I I'm debating in my head whether having two like the Saturn two shoulder yeah. buttons is necessary on games. There, I mean, like I can think of like games that are like space shooting games that it feels necessary to have those two shoulder buttons but sometimes that can make the controller too thick in 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 my head yeah i I think that's true of the xbox controllers definitely i I don't feel that way with the with like a dual shock um the the biggest problem that i have when they design controller design games like first person shooters for the dual shock is that there are a lot of games that put your primary fire on r1 and r2 which is an unnatural hand position for me like if i'm holding if i'm holding a ps3 controller my index fingers naturally gravitate to L2 and R2. And that works great. And they're awesome trigger buttons, right? They're built for that. Um, but there are some games that I literally can't even switch my fire button to those. And it's, it's aggravating. That's because, garbage. Because it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like the GameCube controller. Trying to reach Z on the GameCube controller was fucking retarded. Like the mm. way that that controller is designed, your hand just doesn't do that. You don't have muscles in your finger to reach that little fucking piece of shit I, I'm <laughs> yeah that sorry, controller I is terrible that. by the way uh, next to the uh, I mean a lot of people like the ends it's got the controller. do button though the, the do button yeah the go button the yeah. go button the retard smash button <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think jeez I like the Wii remote a lot um, it's okay for playing classic games it uh, almost doesn't count it almost doesn't count it's real close because it's, it's like a weird like offshoot it's original, uh, which is cool. I like know. it when I don't have to... Like, I was playing Muramasa on it, and that game doesn't have any, like, motion at all. Yeah. And it's way more comfortable than any other controller, because you can just put your hands wherever you want. They yeah. don't need to be, like, centralized. But I, for games that do use motion, it's really... Accurate. Yeah, that Muramasa, <laughs> actually, I was really surprised with how well that game played on the Wii Remote and Nunchuck, because mm-hmm. um, I don't like the Wii Remote and Nunchuck for a lot of things. Yeah. But for Muramasa, it just feels right. It mm-hmm. feels natural, so... Yeah, uh, they did a really good job with that one. I think there's a delicate balance between the number of buttons you have on a controller and the, um, the the developers. So sometimes developers just make bad control schemes when they have tons of buttons. Yeah, and, and then they don't give you an option to change it, which uh, is e- retarded. E- yeah, and it they just it's like they didn't play it. Um, <laughs> they probably didn't. Yeah, they probably didn't. Yeah, and especially if you're EA. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, like there's I think there's a balance. Like you know the, the the Nintendo controller, obviously, the regional NES controller doesn't have enough buttons, right? Uh, I think Super Nintendo, yeah, has has enough buttons. Just right. Just right, I think. Uh, what uh, about yeah. you? Yeah. I'll go with you on that one. The Super Nintendo is probably my favorite classic controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just comfortable all the way around. Um, I love the way it feels. But I really like the NES controller, like you said. it's. I really uh, enjoy the way that the classic NES controller feels, which is funny because you would think I would enjoy the Dogbone controller more, but yeah. I, I actually prefer the Square NES. The Dogbone's the one that came with the top loader, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but I, I'm i listening to you guys earlier, and I think your console bias is really showing through. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm the same way, but opposite. I, I don't really like the PS3 controller. I mean, it's okay, I guess. I I like it fine, but the 360 controller to me is incredibly comfortable, and I like the offset uh, analogs. See, I don't. The 360 controller is comfortable. Like the the Xbox controller S was really comfortable as well mm-hmm. for everything except 
first-person shooters. Like anything, anything where I'm constantly using the right analog stick for adjustments, for like camera adjustments, or for strafing or anything like or movement. Um, I just don't like the offset. Like, hmm. and it's really weird. But I like, I like the if I could have an Xbox 360 controller with dual analogs like the like the PS3, that would be my ideal controller because I just, the shape of the 360 controller I really like and it fits my hands really well, especially since I've got these giant monkey paws. Yeah, I was going to say know, you have so, uh, mitts of doom over there. Yeah, which is funny because the, the original Xbox controller sucks ass. I've got a giant, I've got giant hands and I hate that controller. Yeah, obviously Americans are huge, so they're going to want a huge controller and a huge console. Yeah. I remember hearing a guy talking about how he wasn't going to get an original Xbox because he didn't have enough space in his apartment for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, that's why I got a GameCube. And I was like, all right. Yeah. But, I mean, I I really like the 360 controller. I, I did not like the controller, uh, the large controller, for the original Xbox. I, it was just too big. It was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the, the placement of the buttons too, like the black and white buttons, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, those are terrible. Yeah, they're just uh, not uh, not a. That's fan. a perfect example of what Mike Trent was talking about with too goddamn many buttons. Like, yeah, or you just don't, arbitrary buttons. Really, arbitrary, yeah, like there's n- like no reason for them. You don't need start, select, four face buttons, and the black and white and yeah. trigger. Like, come on, the, that's just that's why the, I I wanted to mention like the, the Jaguar sixty four controller. Yeah, I, oh. that's why I wanted to ma- uh, mention the uh, the Jaguar controller because that is like yeah. the king of arbitrary buttons. Well, it's hilarious when you take a when you take an Xbox controller and you plug the that stupid little like. Uh, texting pad they've got for it like oh, in the God. middle the too and it's, it's like hey it's awesome a chat pad it's now a jaguar controller thanks oh yeah, yeah the sexting pad yeah oh, wait see i uh I, I guess i play so many different games on like all of their original systems so i don't really have any controllers that really really bother me like oh i do so atari 2600 i don't mind the 2600 because <laughs> okay. the joystick well, with the one button yeah well, that's fine what i was gonna say is that uh on almost every system someone has released uh different types of uh controllers for it and i can find one of the original that i like so for instance for the 2600 i don't really like the 2600 controller that much but i love the epics 500 xj uh, controller, which is fantastic. Right, but that's forcing you to go find a third-party controller for a system. Oh, which, which I'll gladly do if it's that controller. That thing oh, is man. great. Yeah. Well, just, there's the uh, the PS1 controller you have, the Mad Cat's one. The what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a Mad Cat's released a. Uh, uh, oh, that classic, classic gamepad style controller. Yeah, yeah. For uh, the PlayStation One, I believe PlayStation Two, but it's done in the style almost of an NES controller. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's real nice. It's really actually. It was before Mad Cat started becoming respectable. Was it square or something? Yeah. Was it, yes. It was, oh wow. It's kind of rounded edges, but okay, yeah. in the uh, R one and R two, it's kind of strange. It's almost like the shoulder button on the Super Nintendo, but cut in half. So you do sort of have to touch with your the tips of your fingers, as well as the uh, kind of the middle of your fingers huh. to to hit them both. But overall, it's really comfortable and. Yeah, if if I don't like the original controller for a system, I'll just find one that was released for that system that yeah, works for me. I, I got to say, that's one of the things that I liked about um, the Logitech wireless controller that came out for the PS2. Mm-hmm. That thing was really good. Like, and it was it was really solid, and it was the shape was nice. Uh, that one was a good controller. I mean, on, on the subject of terrible controllers, the worst designed controller in the history of man is. Um, it's a toss-up for me, but the N64 controller takes a close second to the Dreamcast controller. I like both of the those. The Dreamcast controller is terrible. Yeah. 
like the placement of everything on that controller is wrong. Trying to There's play Solo Caliber on that thing is painful. Impossible. Oh, God, like the placement of everything, the placement where the, the the box where the VMU and the batteries go is like the sides are too thin and there's not enough space between those and the box for the batteries and the VMU. So every time I was playing Dreamcast games, the, the knuckles on my three lower fingers were just getting raked by the, the, that center box thing. The fucking thing is ugly. It's ugly as all hell. That thing looks like a spaceship from Battlestar Galactica. It's fucking terrible. I'll give you, I'll give you the spot where the VMU is. I'll give you that. That is uncomfortable at times, but all the time. I I don't know. I I didn't really ever have a problem with that controller. Plus, it had a spot for the VMU, which had a screen, so you could play games while you're away from your system. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, it, yeah. No one did. Awesome it, idea. Terrible implementation. I, I did for Skies of Arcadia. Screen, that screen had like 16 yeah. pixels, so it was like it was like your Tamagotchi. Yeah. <laughs> Great, because that's what I, I need a Tamagotchi that you I can, can plug watch in your Tamagotchi s- take a pixel and a dump on your Dreamcast <laughs> controller. <laughs> Oh, look, he's pooping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no one used it, but it it was there. It was there if anybody had wanted to. I remember uh, when I was growing up, I needed a second uh, Genesis controller, but I also had a bunch of friends that had Super Nintendos, so I got this Nyko controller that was universal. It had uh, eight buttons on it. So across the side, like, so almost like an arcade stick in your hand and then a, just a single plus pad that was eight directional. And it it plugged into a Super Nintendo and a Genesis. It also had this thing where you could program, like, three-button moves oh, onto it. I remember it. that. I yeah. remember that. I had that thing, and it sucked so much. It didn't. I never got, <laughs> a, got the programming to work. Like, I, would, I wanted to play Street Fighter with people, and, like, I would program moves and stuff like that, and I'd press the button, and nothing would happen. I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> so the... Um, speaking of like fight pads and stuff, the the Mad Cat's fight pad for the PS3, um, not the you know not the big nice like fight sticks they're doing, but the the fight pads that they released with like the Super Street Fighter right. stuff on it are awesome. Yeah, those I, things are really good. I tried the one on Xbox and it's it's actually not bad at all. Yeah. I, I, it's I got like the, the six face buttons and the, the really nice kind of floating D pad. Yeah, and and since I was I'm a big Saturn fan, I actually like the six buttons across. Yeah. style. Um, I wish. I really wish the latest generations would have uh, would have adopted that, but I'll settle for four. I'd almost rather, like, yeah. I, see, I'd almost rather with a with like a PS3 controller. I'd rather have six face buttons and only two shoulder buttons, like two of the analog the shoulder. analog trigger shoulder buttons right. and six face buttons. I think would be better than the current setup. Sometimes but, it makes sense though to have two yeah. shoulder buttons because there's just some things like you're doing two analogs and then you need four buttons also. Yeah, and you can't just reach over and. You know, mm-hmm. you only have two thumbs. I wish I could grow a third thumb. So well, that's could... good for first-person shooters <laughs> because then you can put, you know, you can put like, you can put jump, <laughs> jump and reload and stuff on the shoulder buttons as as well as your primary and alternate fire. So, right. but anyway, that's I I just basically I really wanted to talk about that so that I could rail on the fucking Dreamcast controller because it's a piece of shit. Yeah. We could talk about bad controller designs forever. We could. And a lot of it is up to the, the actual individual game makers yeah. yeah, to not make the control scheme suck for the game, yeah. I mean, in the end. Well, mm-hmm. and each person thinks it's different. Like, you hate, you know, you hate the uh, N64 controller. I don't have a problem with it. You need three a, hands to play it. It's got correctly. an appendage <laughs> off to one side that you never use. Yeah. It's like you hold, you're holding every fucking game for that system, the vast majority. I won't say every because then somebody will run me over the coals for it. But the vast um, majority... Actually, were, there's a couple of games <laughs> where... <laughs> <laughs> you, 
where you're you're using the analog stick. So the vast majority of the time that you're using that controller, there's this this thing growth hanging off to the left that you never <laughs> fucking touch. Are you saying the N64 ever. controller had cancer? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. I mean, the only way I think you could use all three parts of it would be to like hold it and then hump the center. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, you're terrible. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, for every controller that we each hate, there's somebody out there who's like, oh my god, that's my favorite controller. Yeah. How could they talk down to it? Yeah, if we ever get any people on the forums, we should start this discussion on the forums and see if anybody responds. For I sure. mean, opinions yeah. are like assholes. Everybody's got one, so... You could use your asshole on the third part of the... <laughs> yeah, you could sit and spin. <laughs> wow. All and right. the podcast reaches a new depth of disparity. All right, let's start talking about Sonic. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about Sonic. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> let's get off of that terrible subject. So, for the last week, um, we played Sonic the Hedgehog because uh, that's what we said in the last podcast we were going to do, and um, this has been probably one of the most polarizing games that we've had so far. Uh, because while maybe not as frustrating as like Castlevania or a Link to the Past, two of us love it, two of us hate it. Um, I think we'll start with people that like it, so that. Uh, so that by the time Micatron come in, uh, we can we can end the podcast on a down note. That'll be fun. <laughs> awesome. So, what did you guys think while you were playing this game this week? I mean, I really liked it. It's actually one of the first games that we've played that I've had a really strong feeling of nostalgia for. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember playing in it when I was a kid, and I've never I've never finished it. Um, I usually would get around to the third stage. Um, Spring something zone. Spring Hill. Spring Yard. Spring Yard, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I would get to there and probably like act one of that and quit playing for whatever reason. Probably because I sucked as a kid. And uh, As a kid? Well, Just I, as a kid. Dude, I got farther than that this time, didn't I? <laughs> Booyah. Um, so I played it this time and uh, I made it to Labyrinth 2. Okay. And that is terrible. I really, really hate it. But going up to that point was absolutely a joy. It reminded me of the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time. It's just one of those things where you hit it and you're just like, what the fuck did they put this in here for? Yeah. See, I'm retarded. I love the, the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time. Ugh. That's insane. I Yeah, it's it's there is no doubt. Okay, so you can't, dr- you can't drown in the uh, the Water Temple, though, can you? Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember if you no. have to breathe in that game because yeah. I don't because apparently you know, leak you, has gills and sonic absolutely oh, you, you does get, not you get an you get, item that gives you yeah right you get the, z- oh, okay. the if you don't have that item you can drown oh, right. but um getting that item anyway we're not oh, talking about ocarina of time right now yeah so. <laughs> but yeah i mean i really really enjoyed it like the music was uh was great because it actually took me back to to being a kid again um and the only good song in that is 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 uh green hill zone i like marble i do all right I do, um, but you know, ov- overall, it was just it was really strong blast of nostalgia, and I I really really enjoyed it. Okay, what about it do you like so much? And P- Pat can pipe in because he likes it too. So yeah, I mean, we just sat here and watched him beat the fucking game. Yep. So it could be probably about an hour hour and a half. It took you about my an balls hour and a are so <laughs> big. <laughs> um, I, am I really the only one that beat this game? Yes, you're the okay. only one at yes. this table who has ever beat this okay. game. Okay, well. Well, and you just beat it in an hour and a quarter. I did. It's it's not that long. There's only six stages or yeah. six worlds, basically right. zones, um, and then like you know, final boss. That's uh, you know pretty short lived. Um, I don't think I've ever beaten it though 
after getting all of the Chaos Emeralds, and you guys actually sat and watched me try to do that, yeah, and failed miserably, and then mocked me. You didn't. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we're not succeeding. You didn't fail miserably. You only missed one of them. I know, but it's still at the end. And it was. And it was. Uh, Dr. Robotnik that was mocking you at I, the end, which is pretty impressive. I didn't know that that happened, yeah. and that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, right? You get yeah. to the end of the credits, and he's standing there tossing around the Chaos Emerald going, oh, Well, the thing is, you, you, could, you can start the game over again with all your Chaos Emeralds, and then I forget what happens in the, the first one when you get them all. I don't think you get anything special um, other than a different ending, which I don't recall. But uh, yeah, I mean, I really like this game a lot. Um, since like the Genesis was the first system that I that was actually given to me as a Christmas present, like you know, it came, this game came with it. I played it a ton, um, you know. I and also the one of the first Genesis games I ever saw was Sonic the Hedgehog, and I was like, "Holy cow, sixteen bit! Are you kidding me?" Um, and I thought it looked really, really good. Um, you know, they try to do like this whole like three D thing with the rings spinning around and stuff. You're like, "Oh my god, three D objects and whatnot." Um, I don't I'll know. Give it, I'll give it that. The it was pretty. It's a it's a pretty Genesis game, especially if you look at the rest of the Genesis library. That is it's a little kind of ugly, with the <laughs> exception of the the grass like stuff on like Green Hill Zone. Yeah. That it's just blobs of different greens. Yeah. That parallax scrolling, really bitch. Like. What's up? <laughs> 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 you don't get backgrounds like that at the, on the NES. Anyway, so um, it's because we had Mode Seven, motherfucker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> which was which was real pretty. Yeah. 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 Well. It was cool looking um, at the time. But, yeah, I mean, I've I've beaten this game so many times. Like, I can't even count. And, like, I, like playing through it this time, I was just like, oh, well, you know, I there's a, Sonic has a bunch of branching paths and stuff. So, like, if, when, you, when you play it, like, you don't always have to play through it the exact same way, which is part of the reason why I like it. But eventually, I'd sort of get into this mode where, I would always take the most optimal path because I knew where all the, you know, the, where I can get the most rings and where I can get the most extra lives and stuff like that. But, like, this time around, I kind of just sort of played dumb and, and tried to, like, just take whatever path I felt like going at that moment. And I would end up getting myself into <laughs> into trouble because <laughs> I got I got to the, like, the final actual stage, which is the Scrap Brain Zone. And I was, like, usually what I do is right off the bat, you hit this button and there's, like, this sliding platform and usually I would just run straight forward and go beyond the platform and take this like bottom route, which takes, you know, it takes about a minute and a half to actually get to the end of the stage. Well, this time I decided to take the long route, wait for it and go through all the, the drowning portions of it. <laughs> and you guys watch me. They're like, you're going to die. You don't have, there's you're no never gonna, bubbles. You're never going to reach a bubble in time. What was, what would, what did I say? Drown you fucking weasel! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't directed at Pat. No, that was no that that was that little blue fucker. Yeah, I mean, uh, also I mean, there's little sections of this game where I'll just fuck around, like in the the spring yard, like there there'll be like little half pipes and stuff, and I'll like try to uh, keep my momentum going through those things without actually getting hit and stuff like that, or like I'll just jump on enemies in sequence because I know where they are. Um, yeah, I don't know. See, and I, I my experience with this game is is the complete opposite of both of you. And it's not it's not that I got extraordinarily frustrated with the game cuz Micatron, I saw I watched him play, he did get extraordinarily frustrated because there is some unfair ridiculous shit in this game. I wasn't but really frustrated more as amused because it was ridiculous. Yeah. How far do you, how far did you guys get? I got the farthest I got was the first No, did I ever beat 
I'm trying to remember. It was either it was Act Three of Act Three of Marvel Zone. That's the the farthest I've gotten. Now that's not to say that I can't get farther, but um, I know that the bosses in this game are definitely the kind where if you know their patterns, they're much easier. But when you hit them the first time and you've never played them before and you You don't know their patterns, you get fucked seriously. Which is what I did. I got to the end of Marvel Zone and I got fucked by Robotnik and those goddamn fires the fucking lava onto the platforms yeah and the the thing you know i got fucked by the fact that even if there's a little bit of you know even there's a little turtle head poking out the bottom of his fucking thing before he fires the lava if you touch it you die um but my biggest problem with this game is that it in my opinion it's got a core game design flaw the core game design flaw is that they make sonic to go fast they make him to run you run (laughs) you jump you go on loop-de-loops you go through things and they design every level to stop you from going fast. That's not true. And every, like, you every can get other through. level is like that. So Marble Zone, you have to do a bunch of little technical things. You don't go very fast, but then right. you hit Spring Yard Zone, and you are going fast again. And you're going through like half pipes. You're but like even getting... even like Green Hill Zone, like the first Green Hill Zone, you can go pretty fast through the level. Mm-hmm. But the second one, like there's all kinds of things that rocket you the wrong direction, or yep. just stop you for no reason, mm-hmm. or enemies that you can't see coming. And yep. when you're flying through the air, you die because you hit them. Um, um, the worst part, and th- and that's my problem, is that when you're moving fast and you're jumping and you and the level is set up in a way that you can go through it really fast, it's kind of fun. It's okay. Um, when you're trying to go fast and the level doesn't let you, it's frustrating as hell. And because the control scheme is is frankly when he's moving slow the controls are terrible mm. he it you have to get momentum to go up hills you 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 start really slow and it feels really mushy like when you're trying to do technical platforming and you have to be very precise it feels very difficult to be precise he's a little slippery on those things yeah, so when, you, yeah. when you're doing the platforming it's like yeah yeah i want to go fast oh i'm fast oh i'm in the lava in the lava yeah. why, why the fuck is it that I can hit an enemy in that goddamn stage and he turns into his little bunny rabbit or whatever another non-corrupted version and they can run across the top of the fucking lava and I can't <laughs> <laughs> see I you know I, I, I agree with you on that it's, it's a game that's meant to be fast that it a lot of times is really slow but once you learn the path through the level, you can generally do it fast, like Pat said. Mm-hmm. Um, like you were talking about Green Hill Zone 1, you could go fast, and Green Hill Zone 2, you couldn't. Whereas, to me, I never really experienced that. This is my first week to actually, where I can kind of get back at Microtron for last week with this little, oh, I never had any problems with Zelda. Um, <laughs> like, I didn't really have any problems with my this game. My balls are so big. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really have any problem with uh, with this one going through. I mean... But we were talking about that, and and you made the point that you had to know about it. it right? You do. It, you do. This isn't. This isn't. This is in the reference to Zelda. Right. It's you the had same to way know that this. it. No, because I watched Pat get killed by things that he could not see. I was like, wow, that swinging chain ball, nobody saw, including him, who had played through it a right. million. I knew it was there. You I knew just. It was there. I just was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I have I have rings, and I'm basically immortal as long as I have a ring. And I was just like, okay, I'll, I just sort of weighed the risk and just went for it. But, but yeah, you're right. I do there, get hit by stuff nothing, that I can't really see. There's nothing in Zelda, for example, that hits you from off the screen when you don't know about it previously. Yeah. 
So like that happened constantly. Or, like, oh, there's uh, Luke would be like, oh, there's spikes there, and I'd be like, oh, there's spikes there. I'm dead. Like, but I didn't see them beforehand. He yeah. just told me they were there. Right, and that and the only way that you get to play through this game without you know without getting stopped by that shit is by playing it a billion fucking times and dying on all of them Ca- over and over. Castlevania and over again. isn't even that way. No, yeah. and Castlevania gives you continues. Wait, what are you talking you about? What are Medusa heads? Come on, no, no, you no. see them. <laughs> you see them coming, and you know the unfairness is. Coming coming yeah. and then you get hit and you die and you're like fuck they're and unfair it, but i saw it coming but i saw it coming and it doesn't like, help you though like i was you're saying no. dead. castlevania just like sonic is split into large stages that are each split into three zones three stages essentially uh, yeah. large levels and if you die in castlevania they give you a continue that only drops you to the beginning of that that zone not to the beginning of the game the f- having to earn continues in Sonic as frustrating this, as this game is and you have to earn them in a specific way mm-hmm. is terrible. Like that is a that ugh, so it's 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 not that it's a bad design, it's an aggravating design. Um, Jump, yeah. jumping on anything that's just don't die then you don't need to use continues. I think you get used to it. Like yeah. I can see what you're talking about but for me uh, it just Again, this is my first time I've actually had nostalgia like kicking in hardcore on this, but you know, it was just it was it was enjoyable like getting to the special stage and just kind of having that music going on and just sort of jumping around. You know, I didn't have any problem with it. The problem I would have with that stage actually is when I would go for the Chaos Emerald and I'd be rolling along and I'd like almost have it to where I could get to it and then it would flip around. So then I'd or roll hit over a pinball bumper. Well, I'd roll over the other side. So I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll get it from this other side. No big deal. And then it would flip around again, and I would fall into like the uh, the, the, gold. the red gold. Yeah. yeah. And then it would be over, and I'd be like, damn it, I had it so close, like in 18 different ways, and then never managed to do it. Hmm. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I guess it's a it's a culmination of a lot of little frustrations in this game. Little like the ability to get soft locked in the lava levels if you don't stay on a moving platform long enough or if you let if you let it slide out from under you know there's there's the blocks where you jump in the lava there's a floating mm-hmm. block that moves across uh-huh. there are places in that level where if you like you jump up onto one of the stationary blocks and that one moves out off your screen you're stuck you have to die no you don't you, you either have to you die you juggle a ring you yes. basically you get hit you jump if you have you a, grab ring. a ring okay if you don't but if, if you, you don't, don't it's like well, you're you're fucked anyway <laughs> you shouldn't be like well, that's i mean there's there's little things like pretty forgiving um with the amount of rings they give you but sometimes you just die straight out i was telling micatron one earlier like um you can juggle a ring on lava and that's fine because you have that brief moment of invulnerability when you get hit and you lose all your rings right um there are points that i've reached in the game where i landed on spikes all of my rings disappeared and i get you know you get thrown back he's got that little animation where he throws his arms up and goes oh god i got hit before I had control of Sonic again, I hit the spikes again and I died. Yep, and that's terrible. Like, <laughs> I mean, you you and the you're hit setting up on them is terrible. You're setting up the user with an expectation for what happens when they get hit by something. You're getting hit by an enemy. You get thrown back and lose your spikes. You have invulnerability for X amount of time. You have time to grab a ring. In that particular instance, you don't for no good reason. And the only time that you ever really get hit by that is when you're going fast, you fly through the air and land on spikes that you didn't see coming. 
Yep. It, <laughs> my my favorite was the blue rape machine. What? what, what oh what? God! In what? Blue rape machine. There's a little guy that the comes machine. chasing after you, and if oh, you're not going thing. extra fast, you didn't even know you could. Oh, sorry, you didn't even know you could duck into a ball. No. And well, I did, but I didn't at that point. And he just came in and he was like, "Always rape. do that." And he was like, "Gonna get you, <laughs> rape, and then run off." <laughs> No, then he didn't stop. I've never running gotten off. hit by that thing. I don't think. I think I, I always roll up in well, a ball. You, you go faster. Well, I had no idea he was going to appear. Uh, how the tables have turned. And he was like, Rip. <laughs> See, I, I mean, I, I was amused by, by it. I wasn't exactly, you know, you know, that's mad that, at it. That's that's the thing. I do have to say, this game doesn't frustrate me like Castlevania did, like um, a link to the past did. I, it's annoying and I think it's got core game design flaws and I don't like it but I'm not getting angry at it which is really weird right like because there are things like that that for us, that, that you're just like what you know what the fuck and um, but they don't like with Castlevania it was like seizure inducing anger like you want to <laughs> throw something with with link to the past like you beat on something a million times and die and you just want to you know rip your controller in half with this game it was just like nah. you know and you kept start going. over yeah yeah <laughs> it's not a struggle it's just you're dead yeah you're dead. <laughs> you know it's like you did it wrong yeah try again yeah and in, in, in particular i think there might have been some confusion as to me being frustrated at the game. It was more like I was heckling the game, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, die, you fucking blue weasel. And, you know, being amused that, you know, randomly, you know, some chameleon just killed me or, you know, spike, trident thing sprung out of the ground and I didn't see or, it before. Or the ones, I don't know if you encountered this, I know I did, where you're jumping up to a platform, there's like bats or something flying around on the level up above, and you only you only kill enemies when you're spinning. So you jump up to the platform, the bat flies down, mm-hmm. you land and stop spinning at the exact millisecond <laughs> moment that that enemy hits you and you never have an opportunity to not get hit. Like that happened to me multiple times. I, I don't even know what I, you're talking about. So like if you hit one of the um, the bounce, uh, like oh, yeah, the yeah. bounce springs, right? Yeah. You're not spinning at that no. point. And sometimes you just get cascaded into something okay. yeah. yeah well no yeah. this is this was just jumping up onto a platform and landing on that platform oh, like yeah. i land and stop spinning bat hits me i get hit and there's nothing i can do about it because yeah. i you know i would normally land and then jump again and hit it's the a lot easier when you know him. that bat is there in the first place of course After it means you, you have to die on it a hundred exactly times. yeah i can see that i mean it's part, partially about memorization yeah, yeah I mean some of some of the things like for example the the crab robots in the beginning don't shoot and then once you hit the third act they start shooting out of nowhere and that may kill you if you're me <laughs> <laughs> if you're you oh hey oh they shoot now that's uh, oh I knew that yeah no I didn't know that actually yeah and I was watching Pat play toward the end and like I was mentioning to Pat man it's uh, that's like the easiest end boss I've ever seen yeah like it's a guessing it's just, game, and it's and it's it's a guessing game that doesn't have any really. Uh, there's I, no stress element to it at all. You're just kind of. Oh, I really wish I could. I, I really jump. wish you had gotten there in the first place and like tried to do that because those little electric things yeah. will come down on you, and I want I want to watch someone actually struggle through that for the first time because they don't know, actually know what the hell they're supposed to be doing at that moment. <laughs> but I've done that part so many times. Plus, yeah. you don't have any rings, so if you get hit at all, you're dead. And you have to start the whole process over, and you have to hit him like eight times. Yeah, 
uh, it's just a patience thing. It, I, it I really mean, is. I, I noticed that it wasn't difficult. It was just, and and that's something I noticed about a lot of the game, though. Is mm-hmm. and that's part of why I think it's a design flaw is that it's a game that wants you to run really fast and be able to jump and and fly through the levels really fast, but it requires such precision and patience yep. and being able to sit and just wait for something to happen because there's no time limit, right? The only uh, there's a, a timer that counts up. Of course, mm-hmm. they had to make it opposite of Mario in some yes. way. Um, so the timer well, after counts ten, up. Well, after 10 minutes, it kills you instantly. Yeah, well, 10 minutes is a long fucking yeah. time to get through one yeah. of these levels. That's, I, think I've all ne- I don't think I've ever like gone that. beyond four. I did like, once. And it's just... Well, in Sonic 2, there's like the casino night zone, and mm-hmm. and then there's those little, uh, what, whatchamacallit, uh, the little slot machines, and you, you can just sit there and like farm guys all day long <laughs> if you want. <laughs> But um, and then of course you run out of time because you realize you've been gambling this entire time, <laughs> and there's no clocks in the casino night zone. Anyway, so <laughs> other than that one that tells you that you're about to die. Um, uh, what was I saying? But yeah, you're right. It the, a lot of the game does just take patience and then rewards you for it uh, later on, which makes it more enjoyable once you figure that out and have beaten the game a couple of times, like. Like once you realize you're like okay I can't just like go straight forward and do this over and over again you have to do it right and you have to be precise um, you have to make the jumps right away like some there's some places you can't get unless you have good enough reaction time to reach certain platforms that are above you and with this like with Sonic games usually the high road is the best road that's where all the extra guys are that's where all the you know huge cash and the low road is almost always the hardest road right and the way you get down there is you don't time your jumps correctly or you don't go fast enough in the right spot um and so, so it's, it's punishing you because the level design is built in such a way that you can only run fast through it if you know exactly what you're doing yep it should be the opposite <laughs> oh, it I know. should where the 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 more difficult gives the higher reward instead of just pounding you in the ass yeah right hmm. it, yeah but you have to go through that first a bunch of times because the game is really short like i said i got yeah. through it in an hour and a half you know it's it's yeah here comes the airplane bend over yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, i mean i'll give you guys the fact that the uh, the level design could be better oh yeah because yeah there are definitely parts where like the deja vu is almost overpowering yeah like you're, you're like i swear i just did this not two seconds nope you're farther in the level marble zone the one area. marble zone two marble zone three all look like Marble Zone 1, Marble Zone 2, Marble Zone 3, and even parts of Marble Zone, like parts of Marble Zone 2 look exactly like other parts of Marble Zone 2 and make you wonder if you haven't fucked up and somehow backtracked. I, I said that's that to Luke. All Sonic games I said, do Luke, that too. It's yeah. really Am funny. I going backwards? Yeah. Didn't I just do this? Like, what happened? Am I going the wrong way? I no. did that in Scrap Brain Zone 3. You guys all watched me. Like, yeah. I was like, oh crap, I'm backtracking. I died and then ended up at a checkpoint and instead of going right like you do most through most of the time through the game i actually had to go left and i had backtracked and then died and then was teleported forward in the game later on i was like i can't believe i just like spent all this time backtracking you know what that's called what bad level design yeah actually i think scrap brain zone three was a reject for the labyrinth zone Uh, and they were like well this this level's really hard why don't we just why don't we just make it like we'll we'll redo the color palette and we'll then we'll just put it in cut as a, and paste yeah like so. that's that's what that's Marble Zone two and Marble Zone three of that for me it's like they just 
cut and paste. They only designed like three screens, mm-hmm. and they just cut and pasted it four or five times. All Sonic games are like that. It's like it's awful. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's like that, especially for later. Like you, you keep bringing up Marble Zone, but that's only because you didn't get farther. I, like, right. But I the know. other ones are like the same thing. Like yeah. uh, uh, Spring Springyard is the same thing. Like there are a couple times, which is actually sometimes helpful. Because as a result, you've already done it and you know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of it kind of hammers that that repetition, that knowledge of what you should do at this particular point, multiple times because you don't even have to restart the game to have that kind of you know knocked back into your memory. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys felt this too, but I, I one of the problems that I like we were talking earlier. It's a pretty game. Don't get me wrong; it looks good for a 16-bit game. I like I like the design of Sonic a lot. Mm-hmm. But the enemy designs are so boring <laughs> and unmemorable. The only memorable enemy in this entire game are the crabs. That's it. Like, n- not even Dr. Robotnik is a memorable design. The spiny caterpillars with the bad hit detection are also quite a joy. Aggravating, but not necessarily memorable. Yeah, I hate those guys. I'll give you that. <laughs> what about the bears guys. that fire the explosive bowling balls out of their stomach? <laughs> yeah. No, the fun oh, one, the fun one was watching Micatron play and he hit uh it was in I think it was in one of the marble zones where he hit one of those spiny caterpillar things and it you know if you hit it wrong it breaks into a bunch of pieces that still hurt you. Yeah. And he hit one and it broke into a bunch of pieces and then he continued in the level and one of those fucking pieces was like in the level in the wall underneath like behind everything and just came up from underneath him and the tip of that spike just <laughs> barely came up to the level and yes. hit him and he died he's like where the fuck did that come from nice. <laughs> it's like it's like you are dead it was terrible start over start over you did it wrong but there were times when i jump on it perfect luke was watching it i jump right on the head of that damn thing and yeah. i just die you know yeah. like <laughs> like it was like Luke was like, "What? What? Yeah, <laughs> how did it even happen? That was perfect." Well, nope. you guys were glitching a lot more than ever than I was on my copy as well. It, yeah. it appears that the Virtual Console title is a little bit buggier than the original. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I know, Christina. You said you had a lot of nostalgia for this game, right? Did that, I do. And does that affect your opinion of how you when you're playing it now? I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. Okay. Absolutely, it does. Because I, I didn't, I didn't have the nostalgia for it because I didn't like it in the first place, right? And so now I'm playing it, and I'm just like, I don't, I still just don't like it, and I can't, I can't get into it. But yeah, this is definitely a case where I could feel the nostalgia overpowering almost everything because uh, while I was playing it, and even now, like I'm not a huge Sonic fan, I wouldn't put myself in that camp really at all. But with certain things about Sonic, it completely catapults me back to being a kid again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for instance, like, I, I I didn't really play Sonic Adventure or Sonic Adventure 2. Anything newer than that, I haven't really touched Garbage. at all. All the 3D Sonics are just, ugh. I haven't, yeah, yeah, really I haven't bad. given them a chance, really, even to, Don't to even bother. find out how terrible they are. Yeah. But in certain instances when I see Sonic, uh, like, I keep seeing these the ads for the Sega and Sonic All-Star Racing, mm-hmm. and I smile like an idiot every time I do it because it, it just takes me back. And so, yeah, definitely nostalgia takes However, over. However, there are certain things you should take advice from other people not to not to see. Yeah. yeah. Like certain things on the internet, people, oh, you should not watch this on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I guess I won't watch that. That seems yeah, to be horrible. Because like you, you, like, I remember Don't seeing the ads for the Sonic the Hedgehog that came out at the X, Xbox 360 and PS3 launches. Mm-hmm. And it looked, the ads made it look fun. They were like, you see the ads, you're like, oh, this game looks like it's coming, going back to the roots and looks like it's going to be a fun game. No. Except for it was in and 3D. It was, and, and it was, it was awful. terrible. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah, I never I, even played it. They, they have not made a good 3D Sonic game ever. 
Um, like Sonic 3D Blast on Saturn was okay, but that was more like isometric Sonic. Mm-hmm. Than, this is like isometric Sonic uh, or Sonic isometric blast or something. Anyway, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, so clearly, you, I mean, Patrick, you've got all the nostalgia for I, this game and you've played it so many times. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's just like, a, it's it's like practically everything's automatic for you. Um, pretty much. Um, I mean, like I said, I have a hard time not beating this game. Um, like when I play through it and My don't even say balls it. balls <laughs> are so <laughs> big. But anyway, like, uh, the, the, like, yeah, I mean, I, it takes me back to the first time I actually saw it and was like, oh my God, 16-bit, this is, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's not Nintendo, holy cow, look, look what other people are doing. Um, I may frustrate myself through to the end and see if I can, you know, yeah. see if I can play it because uh, there are parts of it that I can understand that could be fun. Yeah. And now that I may be walking into it knowing what to expect that I think that's the biggest flaw in the game is that they set expectations that are not what the game is about. Right. Um, it seems like it's a, that's a big tradition in the Sonic uh, series anyway, where they're like, they show off something and they're like, Oh, Hey, look how cool this is. And they actually get there and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's just what I was going to say. It, it seems like <laughs> there is a expected part of the game where you just replay it yeah and it, that's continued into mm. the newer ones it's it's yeah. you just it's supposed to be replayed god i remember when they first announced sonic unleashed they're like look it's 2d again look how fast you're going yeah and then suddenly it's like oh but then you change into a monster and, <laughs> and now it turns into a crappy action oh, yeah game. the was that the one with the 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 gumby werewolf yeah oh, sonic the god. werewolf oh it was horrible sonic yeah the and then werewolf. they had like a, they yeah, introduced sonic a bunch unleashed. of new characters it's... and stuff that were just and there was Shadow the Hedgehog, bad. which was also terrible. Oh, we like, let's give him guns. Let's give him guns. And then <laughs> turn him red. He rides a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> Does he shoot guitars? <laughs> yeah. He, sh- he shoots guitar solos. Yeah. yeah. And supermodels. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cadillacs. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so it may sound like there's no nostalgia involved with Micatron and Sonic at all. But that's not the fact. The fact is, I used to play this a lot with kids. Uh, around the neighborhood who had Genesis. I wasn't the cool kid. I had the Super Nintendo. So you were the moocher like Christina. Yeah, but... Hey, that's not a terrible I just never either. had one. Like, the Genesis felt dirty to me, I guess. I, I, I don't know where that comes from. I played it a lot, like, demo versions of the game. Uh, like, go to Toys R Us or something. And you were on the forefront it. of the wars. You were you were that elitist, too. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was the super NES kid, and you know all my dirty friends had Genesis, and I really wanted Shining Forces, and I was like, uh, no, I'll keep with my Super Mario World. Um, but I, I think Sega kind of has a good theme with with Sonic, um, obviously since they've done it forever. But just the visual theme of it, you know, you have your like checkered ground that has no real purpose except for being really flashy and bright and. That that's just been something about Sonic that's always so much ice strain too when you go too fast and you just see checkers go through. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. ow. Oh God! <laughs> speaking of that, uh, did you guys the waterfall that you go under on the first uh, mm-hmm. Green Hill? Oh my God! <laughs> it's real bright. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How did that bother you as a kid too? You just, did you just not notice or? I mean, uh, as a as a kid, I was borderline retarded, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so like you don't notice these things <laughs> I mean you don't I mean you, as kids you played through ghouls and ghosts and you're like wow why do I feel like throwing myself in front of a bus right now <laughs> but as a kid you just kind of 
took it in stride. And the same thing with Sonic. You're like, oh, that that hurts a lot, you know. And you know, yeah. Christina, you are allowed to laugh every once in a while. No, that was terrible. <laughs> She's crying right now, actually. Yeah, I mean, how did I get thrown in with these people? You dealt with horrible hitboxes for stuff and guys that popped out of nowhere, and invisible shit, and glitches, and hard lockups, and all your, you know, your crap. You know, you played the original NES, and you know, even stop working. You have to like, you know. There was sacrifice a goat to get it to work. <laughs> there was always and, a 10 pixel line of corruption on the left hand side of the screen all the time. And <laughs> you're fine with that. It was just expected. So, you know, part of the, I think part of the podcast is we're deciding whether this is part of nostalgia and we're just putting up with this shit <laughs> or that it's actually an okay game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we've already determined yes, the level design is pretty lacking. Yep. In Pretty some, terrible. In some cases, very terrible, right? In Even the master, nowadays, yeah. master, master Patrick over here. Yes. When we watched, we watched go the wrong direction and drown twice. <laughs> you learn the ways. I will teach you. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and so that that says something right there. But at the same time, it has a good futural theme. Um, Sonic himself is this plucky blue thing. I watched the cartoon. That's another thing about Sonic. The Which cartoon? One? The one with Julia White? Steve oh, Urkel? God, oh, yeah. Did you it, watch the one on CBS where they, were, they had like the PSAs at the end? The, yes, one? yes, yeah. that one. Yeah. That, I watched I, I kind of want to go back and watch some of those because I remember there was like a sexual harassment one where the tales <laughs> were like, did Dr. Robotnik touch you in an inappropriate place? Of course he did. Of course he did. So awkward. He has stuffed animals <laughs> yeah. in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the guy. <laughs> Yeah, that mustache doesn't really hide I mean, that. you kill him and little <laughs> stuffed animals fly out of him. You know, it's like, that guy is Mr. Molester. <laughs> no wonder Sonic was to Definition go Definition of the molestache. I, I know. Wow. Look at that thing. Extreme. Anyway, it's, so it's anyway, two, I'd like to know. There's a two-child capacity on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, what were you going to say? I was going to say, so you think this game holds up? Christina's over here shaking her head like I can't believe I'm going to be associated with this. I, 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 I don't. Oh my god! It has to. You know, yeah. they're you still releasing games for, for it, right? <laughs> 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 Terrible. Anyway, uh, this game, no, I don't think holds up. Um, yeah, me neither. It's it mainly because of the level design. Okay. Uh, it, it, the, the Would VC, you go back and actually VC... try to beat it? No. Okay. No. Um, Mainly the level design is is what gets me the most. Um, some of the stuff is counterintuitive, um, and uh, uh, the hit detection is is it, it may just be the VC title that has the bad hit detection. I know you mentioned something about it. You're like, why is there so glitchy shit in here? Yeah, and uh, you know that that may be the case. But yeah, I, I played it on the Genesis collection for PlayStation Three, and I didn't have any of those that kind of weird stuff happen. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, so it may be just the port. Yeah, I played it on the Seems original unusual, cart. Actually. Yeah, um, and I didn't have any problems with yeah. it. Yeah, so. you know, I mean, speaking of, does it hold up? I think, you know, for all the fact that I really do like this game, um, I think that my nostalgia does override a lot of it. And I think if I actually started playing this game the way it is now with my current expectations for what I expect out of a, a game, I I don't think I would like it as much. Um, so. In that way, I don't think it does hold up, but I think 
Uh, so like if somebody were to come out with a a classic design right. type game like a, like a I don't know like a Turbo the Weasel game something <laughs> that that was built to be like a, an old school like right it just you'd look at it and go this is terrible for if him. It, I mean assuming that that you know I'd never played Sonic before and it just took the exact same thing the same level designs and put that in I don't think I would enjoy it however I think it kind of does hold up for the fact that it's not you know um, non optimized. Yeah. gameplay doesn't override my nostalgia well and i think i think that's true I, I feel the same way i mean i didn't i didn't like sonic in the first place but there are games back then that i did like that if i played now I, clearly i wouldn't i wouldn't enjoy them because you know i've had 25 years of video game expectations built up right i mean i have expectations of what's possible and what you can and can't do in a video game and and what and you know they've evolved in their design to make certain things better and less frustrating and more um more user friendly that just didn't exist back then at all so i'm the same i'm the same exact way even like castlevania right like that's if i played castlevania now no way in hell I, i'd be like yeah, it wouldn't even matter what the platform is i'd just be like this is fucking terrible and I don't, I don't want to play this anymore. You drop your Wii into a, a bucket of acid and walk away. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I think it would take the, you know, nostalgia and actual gameplay aside. It's whether which one overrides the other mm-hmm. uh, if you do have both. Mm-hmm. And so I think in this case it would be kind of a halfway there because if it was really terrible, I would hate it regardless. Fair. I mean, at the same, at the same token, it got somewhere and it has a legacy to it. So, you know, it's it's... There's stuff there. Yeah, clearly right? something happened. It's it's not, it's not terrible, mm-hmm. right? There's no way it's terrible, right? There has it's to Sonic. be people. There's enough people out there that like it, and can, and the franchise continues to grow, yeah. and the character continues to be an icon. What are we gonna do next? Let's let's skip that for a sec. We'll get okay. there in a second because I wanted to talk about one of the things that um, oh, right. we we decided to do now is start telling people where they can find the game that we we just played. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking about just a little bit before, right? And this uh, game is everywhere. Like Sega has plastered this version of this game into every possible system and every possible way you can get it. Uh, I know that um, so. Starting from the originals, there's a Sega Genesis cart, and then there's a compilation cart called Sonic Classics 3-in-1 that you can get. Um, I don't think anybody has a Saturn anymore, but there's Sonic Jam on the Saturn and the Game.com. Woo-hoo, the Game.com. Yeah, nobody knows what that is. So, um, I am giving a face. The faces, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I know what that is, but even I don't have one of those. Yeah. So. For anybody that has... Was that the one that had the GPS in it? Or was uh, that the game.com was made by Tiger. Oh, okay. No, that's not the one that had the GPS. I don't remember which one that was. Anyway, on the previous generation of platforms, uh the Xbox 360 or the Xbox, the PS2 and the the GameCube, you can get the Sonic Mega Collection and Sonic Mega Collection Plus that has all the Sonic games. Um it's of, of course it's available on the Wii as a v- virtual console game, which is how I played it. Um I'd say probably the best current way to get it is the Sonic uh, Sonic Ultimate Genesis collection 
which you can get on PS3 and Xbox 360, and it runs like 20 bucks new now, and it's got like 46 games or 48 games on it. Is that is that by far is the best way if you're going to get Sonic, get it there. It's absolutely um, worth it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't want all of those extra games, because admittedly in 48 games, there's a lot of stuff there that's not that great. Actually, a lot of it's really um, good. A though. lot of it's really good, especially if you were a Genesis nut back in the day. It's got all pretty much the best of the Super Thunderblade that yeah. game blows. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like it's got like Star on it, which was yeah. Fun. It's got the Fantasy Star Fantasy Star one too. Yep. It's got um, yeah. It's got a lot of good stuff. All on the it. Shining Forces. Um, mm-hmm. Worth the price of admission. Yeah. So if you're you know yeah. if you're looking for a compilation, that's by far the best because you're looking at fifty cents a game or roughly fifty cents a game for everything that's in that compilation or less. Um, if you just want the individual game, then vir- Virtual Console is clearly the way to go, um, especially if you have a. Uh, Super Famicom Classic Controller. Uh, <laughs> the and then upcoming, um, there's two upcoming ways. Oh, there's also the GBA cart that they did. That's the Genesis. I've you know I've never seen that. I read about it when I was researching for the podcast, but I've never seen the the Genesis version GBA cart. I've seen all the Sonic Advance games, but I, until two days ago, I didn't even know the G, the Genesis version existed on a GBA cart. Uh, it wasn't really in a, that many stores. Like it wasn't super available at the time. Yeah. Um, and then upcoming is that uh, the iPod or the iPhone app, which is the, the the Genesis collection, Ultimate Genesis collection, which we talked about last podcast. Uh, which, in my opinion, is a, an awful way to get this game. Like that's going to, there's no way in hell it's going to be good. And then, last but not least, uh, upcoming on the DS in March, there's Sonic Classics Collection, which is going to have Sonics One through Three and Sonic and Knuckles on it, um, on a single DS card. So, um, looking at uh, the the classic gaming scene uh, in the next couple of weeks, there is nothing. Like, there was no VC game last week um, at all. So we can't really talk about that. So the 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 only thing like that we can look at right now is Blaster Master Overdrive came out on WiiWare last week, um, which is an it's kind of a rebirth style update of the Blaster Master series. Um, I'm I played it a little bit and I think it's all right. I mean, it's it looks okay, looks decent. Uh, the gameplay I've never liked the Blaster Master series that much, uh, so I played the original one a little bit and then tried to play Blaster Master Overdrive. And I can, I mean, die right. The the new one I'm, the new one's definitely better than the old one. Um, mm-hmm. The old one, <laughs> for what little I played, I, I know, know Micatron's played it a lot more than. Let's I say have. you, Micatron. What say I? Well, I don't like the new one. It still maintains the high level of difficulty that the Blaster Master series is known for well not really series I guess you could call it a series now but wasn't there one on there was there yeah. was one on was it a series there's wh- one on Game Boy <clears throat> there's Blaster Master Boy and there was there <laughs> so there was one on Game Boy there was one on NES right yes and then there was also one on Genesis I believe I don't know no, that there's actually. one on PlayStation oh yeah I remember there was one on really yes and it was yeah. pretty horrible it's I guess it's few and far between oh okay basically it's few and far between that's why I don't no of these yeah but they they basically changed the story in the the new one and uh, what story i looked at, i played the well, old one just recently and it's like your frog gets radi- radiation 
yeah grows huge and jumps in a hole and then you fall you it down fall into the hole and all of a sudden there's like a bitch and sweet vehicle and for sweet you vehicle <laughs> and you jo- you hop in and start blowing shit apart yeah but the new one is like you're fighting the zombie plague or something yeah, like, like and you're virus? like is it like a, a retro virus or something yeah and it's, like, it's like i don't know cable comes back from the future and saves you <laughs> or something like that uh, it's 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 like oh yeah you're not a kid anymore I guess it didn't not really look like marketing. you were a kid in the first game either, but I, I mean, that might just yeah. be poor 8-bit graphics. That's pretty fucking stupid of a so. story. <laughs> like, They're well, both dumb, right? Yeah, the game, the game for me, like, the biggest problem that I had was that the, there's no direction in it at all. Like, especially yeah. in the original one, you're in this labyrinthine maze of a cave that has, that does, you don't know where you're going. And, you know, in typical video games, you're going left to right. In this one, you go left to right until you hit a wall, and then you have to backtrack and figure out what fucking path you missed. And so, then even when you get to the end of the path, you don't know where you're supposed to go. Well, the, the remake does a better job of level design. Yeah. I mean, we should yeah, we should obviously save Blaster Master for another time. I mean, Absolutely. We, we may but, end up actually doing that one. Overdrive does a good job of making it more like Metroid. And okay. um, it's difficult, but you have more direction in where you're going. Okay. Um, it's just better design. And so you are not going into this area and you're like, well, it's just a dead end and I'm not actually supposed to be here. There's a map system. Oh, okay. And well, that that definitely yeah. would make it better. So I think my only gripe about the Blaster Master series, including Overdrive, something that they carried into the Overdrive series is the fact that um, you can upgrade your weapon when you're outside your tank, right? You can get a new gun. Um, but that if you get hit, you not only lose life, your gun upgrades drop. Um, yeah. which is, it's like a, it's a, a double fuck, right? Just like screw you. It's like Zelda like, when you're at full life and you get damaged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah except yeah. this one, you can spend like a lot of time searching and upgrading your weapon up to like, like five levels and then get hit three or four times. And all of that work is gone. And the places where you found the upgrades for the weapons don't have the upgrades for the weapons anymore. So you end up having to just go in and out of them over and over. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, it's ten bucks on on WiiWare. Um, if you're into the Blaster Master series, I'm sure it's pretty decent, right? It's, it's not a bad game uh, at all. So, um, and it 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 looks pretty decent. Like it looks good. Yeah, it's um, it's. I a, like the visual style of it. It definitely improves upon what the original game was on the NES. Yeah, pretty, pretty true to the original, especially in terms of difficulty. And it's a cool, pretty thumbs up. So, next time. Mm-hmm. Next time we talked in the last podcast that we were going to do uh, Gauntlet Two. Uh, we were going to play it on the arcade, but I think that um, there's a couple of us have some some travel interruptions in the next couple of weeks that are going to probably prevent us from being able to do that. So we discussed, and looks like we're doing Super Mario World. Yep. Yes. That, right? that sounds good. Um, that should be fun because I think everybody here at this table actually thinks pretty highly of that. Yeah. The game. Yeah. And it's hard every, to beat. Every, well. Everybody's beaten it too. Well, right? nope. You haven't. Nope. Nope. Oh, really? Oh. Never beaten it. You two I've haven't watched beaten it. it be, I've watched it be beaten. I have never beaten it myself. Wow. Well, I think, I think we you got to understand that I there's a lot of games that I have played. I've played a fuckload of games and beaten very few. Wow. Yeah. So I'm the same way. I I have played uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games, mm-hmm. and I can definitely say that not very many of them have been finished by me. Well, you guys uh, have two weeks to give it a shot yeah. yeah i hope you don't hate mario and there's a yeah. lot of different places to get this one too so i, I know christina can 
when she's on her nice. her trip and maybe when I'm on mine we can play the GBA version. Um, yeah. Get some good time in <coughs> with this one. So I'll probably actually play this one on the original Super Nintendo. Yeah, I got the original. Yeah. I've got it on I've got it on VC as well, so I'll probably play it in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably play it on the original, but I'm yeah. in my dabble in the GBA as well. Yeah. I, am I the only person of the group of us that does not actually own a Super NES right now? Does everybody else have you know, it appears, I have access it to I, I think I have one buried in my closet somewhere, but I haven't set it up. Okay. Well, that that's it for this. I keep wanting to say this week's, but we're not on a weekly schedule. I'm like, this week's After the Fact podcast, me. Uh, but anyway, that's that's it for this episode of After the Fact. I've got the usual cleanup to let everybody else know about. <coughs> you can follow us on Twitter. You can join the five followers we have on Twitter right now uh, at After the Fact Pod. Um, you can join our Facebook group, uh, which is After the Fact Podcast on Facebook. If you have any questions that you want read on the show or you comments or anything for us, you can w- do it in one of two places. You can go to the forums at geekerific.com or you can email us at afterthefact at geekerific.com. Um, I'm thinking about setting up a Google Buzz uh, thing, but it when I looked at it, it looked kind of stupid, but maybe I'll do it anyway and see if we can get more followers there. Um, Anybody else have anything they wanted to touch on before we before we're out? Nope. 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 That's nope. about it. Then we're out. 